I have in my hands, as I do every Monday morning, the new copy of Crane's Detroit Business dated January 31st, 2022, which happens to be today's date. The ink is still wet, uh, so we have the news as it's happening. And uh, in order to talk about it the right way, we have Mike Lee, Crane's Detroit Business Managing Editor. Mike, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I am excellent, uh, all things considered. A little weary about the coming weather, but we're here, and it's winter in Michigan. But last week... Hang in there. Yeah, we'll handle it. Uh, Last week, business headlines were dominated by GM's big EV plant news, largest investment in the company's history, headed to uh, their home state. Uh, In this week's Cranes Forum section, Chad Livengood takes a look at the investments through a different kind of lens. What kinds of jobs does our state want to encourage? I I think it's a fascinating uh, study and a good story. It's it's a really interesting conversation. The uh, the comparison that Chad makes between Gen- General Motors' announcement last week, four thousand jobs uh, for EV and battery plants in Lansing and Orion Township, um, and takes it and compares it to uh, Ford Motor Company's decision uh, a few years ago to uh, put its mobility and and EV operations in uh, in Corktown renovating the train station. Um, and the idea there is is the, the difference between uh, General Motors, manufa- the, the manufacturing jobs and the, the knowledge economy jobs that will be housed at at, at Corktown. Uh, GM, the, the, the EV plants, both Fords, which have put in Kentucky and Tennessee, and, and GMs are, are, are important. It's a, very, it's a changing industry. It's going to those vehicles have to be made somewhere. Good news that we're getting those jobs. But the fact is the future uh, is that those plants are going to serve is going to be designed in Corktown and at GM's tech center or at GM's operations in California with crews. Um, the, the reason this matters is the state, uh, the state doled out uh, just a massive amount of money from a new, newly created fund to GM in exchange for these plants, uh, doing the math on the jobs, just the cash outlay that GM's getting from the state equals more than $160,000 uh, for the manufacturing jobs. Those are jobs that pay in the neighborhood of $50,000 a year. That's Are you saying per job? Per, per job. There were $666 wow. million dollars, uh, in uh, essentially in, in a cash incentive, uh, if you divide that, uh, by the uh, by, the number of jobs uh, that that that's what the state was spending for those. It's uh, it's a lot of money. Um, the state has not mounted any sort of comparable fund or 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 effort to, to to lure knowledge economy jobs or to provide the workers uh, to fill those jobs by supporting higher education and uh and, and and other college things you know the 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 key to luring uh higher tech companies and 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 better jobs to the state is an educated workforce and uh and and that's what what chad argues is that's what the state uh really needs to be looking for it's a really important question for the future of michigan Man, those are interesting questions i mean we celebrate that they're they chose us rather than some other state but it's interesting when you uh when you uh, feature the costs involved with doing something like that, and what kind of jobs are we going for? The pandemic... 
him really making a choice. If you do, you know, do one thing with this money, you're not going to do the other thing. So, right. Well, I, I don't think one should preclude the other, um, but we need both. So you're absolutely yeah. Right. We we could use both, and and I'm hoping that the state will work as hard for any of the other companies, uh, maybe even new companies coming in. Let alone, let's not forget the companies that have been here with us, good Michigan companies. And uh, and if those opportunities come around, we're going to hope the state fights as hard to get those as well. I was mentioning the pandemic, and, and I see in my current Cranes Detroit business that uh, kind of we knew this as paying attention, but certainly uh, mental health concerns have come to the forefront, haven't they? There's been a ton of talk about, about mental health concerns caused by isolation, uh, depression, lack of human contact during the pandemic. Uh, we talked to some of the providers and insurance companies, and, and that is being borne out in how much demand there is for mental health services. Um, one of the providers we talked to uh, pre-pandemic, they would they would uh, take in about 150 patients a month. Um, that number is now 400, mm. um, nearly tripled. Um, Blue Cross says claims for mental health services up. 27% over pre-pandemic. Um, problem being, the uh, the providers are dealing with this increasing demand with really a significant handicap. Their, their staffing, like so many other industries, has gone down. Um, they're dealing with about 21% of their jobs are not filled, um, you know, which is partly the, uh, the great resignation. There are also some special difficulties in the mental health center sector, the uh, there was a new test a few years ago created uh, to, for clinical psychologists. Some of them found it harder to pass, and so they have left that that industry. Uh, the, the industry is also staffed by about two thirds women, who, as we know, have disproportionately stopped working in order to care for children or take care of other matters. Um, so it, it, it's been very, very difficult for the, the mental health providers to meet this, this increased demand. Well, it's, it's an interesting study to see it uh, on, uh, on paper, if you will, or of course you can see it online at cranesdetroit.com. Um, meanwhile, we've been talking about this a little bit, even with the governor. Uh, Lansing is awash in cash from federal COVID rescue bills. It worries me tremendously. Um, Mike, I've seen it before. Nothing, nothing like this. But boy, oh boy, when you throw some money into uh, into government, uh, people think that it's an endless flow and it'll never end. And that's just not the case here. It worries me a lot. It, it always reminds me of the, the... Remember when the tobacco settlement happened probably sure, 20 yeah. years ago? Right. Uh, it, it seemed like we spent the tobacco settlement money on something new every week <laughs> yes. or two. Yes. It, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. But there's, there's sort of a, a tax-cutting fever in, in Lansing now. The governor, during her state of the state last week, proposed uh, eliminating the pension tax and expanding some, some tax credits for, for the working poor. Michigan Senate voted to cut the personal income tax. Um, you know, there, there are other proposals out there. One, law, one lawmaker has proposed eliminating the sales tax on diapers, as we, as we did with feminine hygiene products last year. Um, it, it's hard to say that any of these, these proposals are going to make it to reality, but they're, they're obviously being driven by all this extra money 
problem yeah. is that this money is a one-time thing. Right, most and that's it. and um, we we and, always forget that in Lansing. I got to run. Uh, I wish we could talk about people pick up your issue or go online for Crane's Detroit Business. There's a section with pandemic-driven, that's all the way I can put it, really bad desserts for you that would be really good. Um, but we don't have time. Nice to talk with you, Mike, as always. Thanks for starting the week off right. Thanks, Paul.